ogres. They're like lancers. They both have layers. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cutley Poof, and this is level 189. Joining me tonight is Big L. Hi. What the heck was that? <laughs> I was getting comfortable. I think that was the sound of him literally biting <laughs> his tongue. <laughs> okay. Starting off the audio great. I'm also testing is Koosh Moose. Well, hello. <laughs> And lastly, filling in for Rocker is Matriarch or Matriarch or M- Michelle. One of those. All are Matriarch. Very Matriarch. Matriarch, right? We're going back old school, like super old school. So old school, exactly. I don't even acknowledge it anymore. <laughs> well, you just had that. What was it? The segment or something like that the other day, explaining how you say your name. That was the panel, Kenny. Panel, <laughs> dude. It. There, it's been 189 of these things. They all run together at this point. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, you try editing these two. They all, it all runs together. Like there's n- time, there's yeah. nothing to edit. We're flawless. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not filling yeah. in for Rocker. Rocker is dead to us. He's gone. She. True. Very true. That she's is true. here. There, there was this extra seat here this week. And I mean, He's I know you guys to totally this, right? planned right. that it's the you know International Women's Day, and mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, you invited yes. me on, right? That totally mm-hmm. was your plan. I mean, yeah. Since Corey, couldn't, since Corey couldn't make it, <laughs> we invited you. Yeah, right. I understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Congratulations. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have to keep up the one girl quota. Exactly. Corey dropped off, so we got Michelle. Right. 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 Exactly. Of course. It all worked out perfectly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> You're so mean, Kenny. God. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Me neither. I'm pretty swell. All right, but let's get into it. Let's get into our topic of discussion for this week. And it's uh, it's an easy one. What's your favorite video game game weapon? And why is it that one? Uh, let's kick it to <laughs> L first. Why is it that one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know why I said that. Like, in my head, as I was saying it, I'm like, this is stupid. Don't say that. But my lips couldn't, you know, stop in time. So, hence, stupid All right. thing I said. All right. So, I want to say we have covered this question before, but this time we get input from we have. our it's lovely patrons. So, it is well worth it to do it again. And I don't remember what I said. But, so, <laughs> uh, we'll have to ask KT Echo, since he's actually, believe it or not, going through the entire backlog of our podcast. Thank you, Mr. KT Echo. So he's actually like in the 40s or 50s or something like that. And he told us some very interesting things in party about the old podcasts. He uh, told us, he made up some stuff like it was good. Like he told us it was good. I don't know. Crazy. Anyway. What a liar. I know, right? And did the stuff he (laughs) tell you have anything to do with weapons? uh, Your your voice is a weapon. (laughs) Oh, good one. Now, well... I guess we'll go with my answer first because I usually give the most boring, obvious answers, and today is no different. I will go with the 
Lancer. Yes. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) I got it. (laughs) I know I had to prepare a different answer because I knew without going first that the Lancer would not make it that far down the run sheet. Boring answer. No, it's a cool gun. The Lancer is is from the Gears of War series. For anyone who doesn't know, and what's so great about the Lancer is that it doubles as a chainsaw. And there's nothing more satisfying than walking around, holding down B, and chainsawing everyone. Yes. And if your opponent has a chainsaw, sometimes you get into a little mini game where you have to mash B to be the chainsaw victor. So there's layers to lancering. And <laughs> I it's like that. It's an awesome like weapon. That. It's just fun to use. I never drop you it from the beginning of the when game. You have a chainsaw. Yeah, like whenever there's a choice between that or the hammer burst, I'm like, no, I'm making the lancer every time. Oh, for sure. Retro lancer though, or no? Ugh, ugh, no. Okay, no, no, no. It wasn't, I mean, yeah, we have to the, be clear. The idea, the retro is lancer, which like, isn't really retro to us, but retro in terms of Gears Universe. Um, shoot, stuff. Shooting with it is terrible. You just kind of hmm. go all over the place, but the animation of running into the guy and flipping him over your head with it is fun. So the Retro Lancer does have its perks. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with some patron answers. Uh, we have Dino Bull, who says Thunder Fury from, I guess, World of Warcraft would be wow. I don't know. Of course. Nate, <laughs> hey, can you elaborate? Because it this looks, looks pretty... wait, but he, he's got an answer. Why? Because it looks right. cool. <laughs> Well, that was my. That was gonna be what I was gonna say. It oh. looks cool. Uh, it's a yeah, sword. Tell us, Thunder Fury uh, sword is. Uh, Thunder It was one Fury. of the first epic uh, weapons in WoW, I think. And, like, oh wow, that's yeah, cool. It meant uh-huh. that like you were in a guild uh, that would basically help you get this thing because the drop rate was super low and you had to go do some really hard raids to get this thing. Uh, when you saw somebody with Thunder Fury, you had to be afraid because. It took some dedication to get that thing. Yeah, that's a badass sword. That's cool. All right. The next answer is from Vulgar Latin, who says, The Doom 2 Super Shotgun will always be my favorite. The satisfying boom, mixed with the reload animation, oh, yep, see, it'll always be up there. I still use shotguns in other games to try to chase that high. Wow. And, of course, the fascinating thing is that uh, Doom 2 came out when Volga was, like, three. So he was playing some crazy games as a, as a youth. Um, I love that answer. That is, of course, a good answer. Most people who would pick Doom would probably pick the BFG or something like that. But Super Shotgun, Doom 2. I, like I just it. looked up that shotgun. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I think we all heard it. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's got a good sound effect. All right. Next, we have Jerry on Ice, who said, I remember really loving the gravity gun in Half-Life 2. Picking up things and flinging them at enemies, including other enemies, was a blast. Fun with physics. <laughs> well, I would call Half-Life 2 many things, but fun is not one of them. But no, no. Do, do you remember that there are those the I forget what the enemies are called, but they they're sort of like I think they're called barnacles maybe, but they like hang from the ceilings. And the best thing oh. with them, I think you can get like saw blades with the gravity oh, gun and just fling them at them. 
and that's so much fun. Okay, yes, but when they get you, that's not fun. No, it's, gravity it's gun, not. Gravity gun was cool because you didn't need ammo. Like, right. You just If there was stuff in the room, you had ammo. And there was plenty that of stuff in point. most yeah, of the that, rooms. That's a fair point. I just wanted to make fun of Chu's answer. <laughs> but uh, I did make sure to read this one third, and you know what that means. That's You got it. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Yes. Dumb. I mean, <laughs> are, are we ignoring the uh, the Wookiee in the room and like why he didn't pick Bowcaster? Mm. Wow, that's mm. a really good point. That is an or, excellent point. Or just skip yeah. right to it's Portal cross, and pick crossbow, Portal Gun. Right? Would the Portal Gun count as a weapon? Probably not. Sure. Okay. You can kill those little robots with them. With it. I don't blame you. <laughs> that's a good game. Uh, not said something, something, something. We don't care. All right. Who's next? What, what did Noth actually say? Oh, <laughs> oh, come on. You're ruining all my jokes, Michelle. I know, that's uh, what Barry I'm here Burton's for. Barry Burton's hand cannon. I'm going to assume that's Resident Evil. Yes. Someone can quote me on that. Or look it up. that right? Sure. Looks like it. Yeah. Looks like a hand cannon. It's a... Big pistol. That's Resident Evil. Yes. I remember Resident Barry Evil. from the first Resident mm-hmm. Evil. So that's where I got that knowledge from. Barry. Yep. <laughs> Someone will get that joke. All right, Michelle, I think you're up next. Huh. I'm hosting now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> That's I, I guess so. The, all the rules are out the window. <laughs> all right. So I will speak for myself first, since L took the obvious answer. And my initial thought, as soon as I saw this question, was um, Guybrush Threepwood's wit from Monkey Island. Oh. Like, we all have done Love insult it. fighting, right? <clears throat> Love it. What a great weapon to have is the the ability to do that, and we certainly know. From our own uh, interactions in Discord, right? We have some folks, Mario especially, who are really good at puns. So much so that he was the wet pun master during our Zitalika battle. Amazing weaponry. That he was. Um, but speaking of some patrons, uh, we have Hawkeye Barry, who chose the gravity hammer. Yes. Uh, Haw- Barry, <laughs> Barry. Always uh, a good one. Yeah, which is great. Uh, Barry commented that I could be getting shot near death and screaming like Dinable. But if I pick up a gravity hammer, I'm turning around feeling like the angel of death looking for business. And the gravity hammer, like, as somebody who came to Halo late, we didn't start playing Halo games till Halo 3 and I didn't play it at launch. The gravity mm. hammer is like the great equalizer. I'm terrible, terrible at playing Halo online. But even I can swing the gravity hammer and get one or two lucky <laughs> kills. So excellent choice. Fug suggested the orbital cannon from GTA five. And to the best of my knowledge, this is similar to the hammer of Dawn from Gears of War, but uh, it controls a little differently. So very cool choice. And OM Jesus suggested the Lionheart Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII, which was Squall's yes. ultimate weapon. Final Fantasy VIII is her favorite game of all time. And she remembers having virtually everything in the game memorized. And this actually, her comment triggered a memory for me, too. I remember in Final Fantasy Tactics, you could find um, the Buster Sword for Cloud. And I remember having that scene. Like, the Buster Sword isn't... Really? It's just an iconic weapon. I wouldn't call it, like, a great weapon. It's just that it's so giant and unwieldy by real human beings. But I remember Mm. having that same affinity for it because it took a lot of steps to get and... I just I had memorized so much about that game at that time. So 
That was a cool choice. Gunblade is such a good pick. Mm-hmm. Awesome sword. That opening cinematic where they're fighting with the gunblades and everything. Like I was so hyped for the game for Final Fantasy VIII when uh, when that video had dropped. Mm. See, now that I don't remember. I'd have to look that up. It's just the opening you're cinematic. Not, you're not wrong about the Buster Sword because it even shows up in Dreamscaper, which was a game that I talked about oh. a couple <laughs> weeks back. Yeah, it's one of the weapons you can pick up and they call it Buster really? Sword. Huh. Oh yeah! Wow. How about that? Okay. Was well, that like your favorite Dreamscaper weapon, or? Um, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> is mine. Ones, they have other <laughs> ones that are uh, better. You basically you want Damn. things that can uh, be ranged or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like a yo-yo weapon that's pretty cool, <clears throat> which is kind of like Rygar, uh, which is not my favorite weapon. But uh, Mathism says uh, Red Faction Armageddon. The unicorn gun, and we looked it up, and the name is Mister Toots. Uh, you owe yourself Good weapon. You owe yourself a Bing uh, to go look up <laughs> Mister Toots on Red Faction Armageddon. It is ridiculous. Basically, uh, it is a unicorn, a min- miniature unicorn that you hold. I'm not going to say what the trigger is, but you are pointing <laughs> the butt towards your enemies, and it's just shooting out a magical rainbow stream uh flatulence i think and it just it destroys if you know anything about red faction armageddon you're just you're destroying scenery you're destroying buildings and that thing just lays waste to all that stuff it is a hilarious video <laughs> uh you gotta check that out what a weapon yeah that's crazy <laughs> uh do i need to turn Wild off West my uh, safe search <laughs> absolutely okay wild west 08 says anything from sunset overdrive i had such a blast <laughs> mixing the guns i used during my playthrough mm-hmm. and the tower defense he's not wrong There's that's some a great choice really good weapons i think someone else answer. mentioned sunset overdrive and they were like the thing with the teddy bear which is tn teddy yes i think sounds so. right the tn teddy yeah TNT. i think that the the default on sunset overdrive is to use the uh, hairspray cannon uh, for most of the grinding stuff, but it's still a fun weapon, even though you you know you wind up using it all the time. Uh, that's just an excellent choice all around for shouting out Sunset Overdrive. A lot of good weapons in that game. Oh yeah, uh, Insomniac is just <laughs> the tops. Uh, and and Mental Knight echoes that sentiment when he says, "I was thinking Ratchet and Clank to Dino," which is you know where was Dino. What did he say? <laughs> he said Thunder Fury. So I don't know why he's agreeing with Dino. Maybe Dino was very talkative. <laughs> Let's start that over. Mental Knight 5 says, I was thinking of Ratchet and Clank 2. I love it when games play themselves for me. So Ratchet and Clank mini turret launcher modded with, how about poison? Uh, He is not wrong. Insomniac makes fantastic weapons. Uh, Let me ask you about one of my favorites that is inside of uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, It is called the Rhino. That is spelled R-Y-N-O. Does anybody know... What Rhino, without the help of Bing or Google, <laughs> what Rhino stands for? Uh, I have no nope. idea. Red. I don't got to guess. <laughs> it is Rip You a New One. <laughs> nice. R-Y-N-O. Rip You a New One. And uh, you know anything I about like this? this gun already. Have you seen this gun? Have you, have you seen it in, in action? Nope, but I'm about uh, to no, now. I have okay. not, but... I- I need to. It's basically a mini turret launcher. It's basically a mini rocket launcher. And when you're playing it or when you're holding down the button, it's just launching missile after missile after missile, these tiny little missiles. And it's playing the 1812 Overture. <laughs> so as soon as you start to play it, it just starts playing the 1812 Overture and just rockets are just flying out. And 
it is it is a sight to behold. That is that is a fantastic uh, that's a fantastic weapon. And uh, yes, mental uh, ratchet and clank has so many good ones. Oh, Sheepinator. Yeah. Uh, there's that uh, Mister. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, he, there's a there's a little uh, hateful robot, <laughs> Mister. Oh, I almost had it. Uh, Zobot or something like that. I can't remember his name, but he goes off and he's hilarious. He says, he talks about himself in the third person. Is that uh, Mr. Zircon? Mr. Zircon. Thank you. Mr. Mm-hmm. Zircon knows no pity. He, he just says all these, he has these great mm-hmm. little lines. He runs off and goes and kills things. Uh, that, that's a great weapon. Um, it, they've got so much good stuff. Now mine. Yeah. we talked about this before and just, just like Elvis saying, I have no idea what I said. That's the nice thing about getting old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an answer, depending on the time of day that you ask the same question. Exactly. Um, I decided to go with God of War and the Blades of Chaos. Nice. So those are the blades that are at the end of chains that are like fused uh, to Kratos' arms. And uh, they're super cool. He can do like up close fighting with them. He can use them to scale walls. He can, or ceilings even, like that's part of his moving mechanic on the walls. Uh, he can like shoot the blades out in like straight lines. He can swing them around. You can grab enemies with them and kind of like scorpion and you can like pull them <laughs> towards you or like pull yourself towards them or like slam them on the ground. They're just, there's, they can do anything basically. Um, they slice, they dice. They're very nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So if I, if I had to pick and I had forgotten what I said before and I couldn't think of anything else. I would go with the Blades of Chaos. All right. Uh, well, for me, I like Nate said, I don't remember what I said before. And trying to think a little bit outside the box, obviously, I immediately thought of like the Buster Blade from Final Fantasy VII or the Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. But I think one of my actual like favorite guns, early, and it's also maybe something a little bit different, I believe it was called the Penetrator from the Fear Games, where mm. it's basically just a rifle that shoots railroad spikes. Oh! And the fun part about this is if the enemy was was up against a wall or if they were above you or something like that, and you shot them and killed them, it would actually pin them to the wall. So like you could have like a dude hanging by his like chest or his head or something. By one by a like a literal railroad spike. They had that painkiller too, didn't they? <laughs> it's, a, it's a similar. I guess maybe that weapon's been yeah. around other games too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Typing yeah, in I, <laughs> fear penetrator definitely needed some. Uh, safe yeah, search. I see. I wasn't going to type that in for obvious reasons. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cool gun. And speaking of painkiller. Freaky RO says the gun from Painkiller that shoots shurikens and lightning. He says, I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound. I, I just know the sound it makes when it takes a man's life. He says, maybe the electro driver. I don't know anything about this, but a gun that shoots a shuriken and lightning sounds freaking awesome. You know, I have to say when, um, Freaky suggested this gun. I just went to Google and I typed in painkiller gun shuriken lightning. And the first thing that <laughs> popped up was a YouTube video for top video game weapons of all time. So it's apparently. Uh, so he cheated. 
<laughs> well known within <laughs> that uh, that particular question and answer response, but it sounds amazing. I, I'm not familiar with it myself either, though. Yeah, haven't never used that weapon. Just by the way it sounds, yeah, that's a top weapon of all time. That thing is sounds awesome. Uh, a Rarturic? A Rarturic? I'm never going to get your name right. Creature backwards. <laughs> he gets so mad. Uh, he says, uh, generically, I'm a big fan of shotguns and anything that makes something else blow up in an over-the-top manner. For a specific gun, gotta be the Cerebral War from Turok 2. Unnecessarily brutal, and the sound is on point for the violence it portrays. Also a gun that sounds amazing, the Cerebral Boar. Yeah. I just want to point out how several of these suggestions have linked the weapon with the sound effects. Like, just Mm, even the basic shotgun from Gears of War, like when you get a headshot, that sound effect, like, you know it. And and it's, it's attached to the weapon itself. So I think it's it's interesting to see how many times that's been pointed out. Like would it still be mm-hmm. effective as effective for you as a player if it didn't have that sound effect note for all you folks who play your games on mute. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, having a nice satisfying sound definitely does make it better. And then last one, uh Lego head he says the flyby wire rockets in Perfect Dark were super cool at the time, chasing friends around the map with them. There were some cool guns in that game, the laptop gun that doubled as a mobile sentry, the Farsight railgun that could shoot through walls. That seems like cheating. <laughs> and the mag sec with ricochet bullets as a secondary fire, fire method, to name a few. And he also says, personally, I feel like you can't beat any silence pistol. I can agree with the silence pistol, like some of the James Bond games, for instance, where it has that very satisfying, just deafened shot mm-hmm. that's unrealistic by any means. But it's just when you get that perfect headshot with it, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I did that. A silence pistol was the way to get through Metal Gear Solid. Absolutely the way to play that game. And it, it, again, exactly what you said with the sound. It, it just that totally made ping. it. Mm-hmm. Very light. I mean, there. You have a great point about the sound. Like, there's there's nothing worse than uh, being in gears behind cover, and all of a sudden you hear that sound <laughs> of someone charging the torque bow, and you're just like, no! <laughs> absolutely. So you're saying the silenced pistol had a sound? <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. It's like a, the last in yeah, gear exactly. before you die. I mean, speaking of sounds when shooting people or shooting any enemy, the headshot on a grunt in Halo is Mm -hmm. also incredibly satisfying. Right. That's the, it's just, it's an all around important thing to the design of these, of the games that we play. The little pop sound before you hear grunt birthday party. (laughs) Pop. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That is pretty satisfying. (laughs) Uh, Going back to the gravity hammer though. You didn't say the best thing. Kenny. What's that? What's that? Kenny, I'm shocked at you. Griffball. My goodness. Oh, right. I meant to I meant to bring up Griffball. Yes. When I think of the gravity hammer, I think of Griffball, which for those who don't know, it's a multiplayer mode in the Halo games. Where you're basically playing like soccer or rugby or I don't know what you would say. 
you're trying to get goals. Uh, and you're equipped with the gravity hammer and the uh, I think the energy sword as well. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got. And that's just it's what, so much the gravity hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's mayhem, but it is a lot of fun. See, I cool. it's the Go ahead, Kenny. I was like, it's the assault game mode, but you it's always played in some sort of a map that has been made to look like an arena through Forge. So it's not like you're playing through the normal map. It's it's a enclosed area, and it's it's just straight chaos. That's all it is. It's a great way to go in and get seventy five kills and seventy five deaths. So I didn't really play Griffball that much because when I came into playing Halo, I think, but I'm I mostly associate the Gravity Hammer actually with our many 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 failed and one successful run at Halo Three ODST's uh, Vidmaster or annual achievement was it like having that gravity hammer in hand as your backup when you run out of ammo and there's just nothing else to, it was so important to have those handy and ready to go. ODST was uh indoor, I think. Indoor. That's it. And it was yeah. indoor. Absolutely. And uh Griff of course Hamel. is from uh, red versus blue, right? Oh yeah. I'm actually rewatching that. God, that show is so good. It is so good. Yeah. It's all free on YouTube now, so. Nice. All right. Yeah, if you haven't played Griffball, Michelle, we uh we all I've, played that Thursday night instead of Back for Blood. I've played it. It just I I didn't it's play it a whole lot, but yeah, I play it absolutely. <laughs> that needs to be a community night. Mm-hmm. What's it still in all though? Right. That's the real question. Well, the multiplayer of the old I mean, stuff went down. I mean. Master Chief Collection is still a thing. Halo Does Infinite is a thing. All right. I mean, if it doesn't, I could, you know, make a map in 10 minutes. Oh, sweet. All right. But, yeah, that was the topic for discussion for this week. That was a fun one. Uh, let's continue on into the game showcase. Uh, Nate, you're up first. What game you want to talk about? Sure. Uh, I'm going to talk about Far Changing Tides. This is new to Game Pass as of this week. And uh, this is a stack. So if you are into stacks and you like this game, you can play it twice. Uh, uh, so Xbox and PC stack, the saves. You know, I didn't check to see if the saves cross over or not. I'm going to assume they don't. Um, I have not looked into that yet. Uh, however, let me, just, let me tell you a little bit about this game. Um, it's a platformer. You are primarily moving from left to right. You're this tiny character, and you can zoom really far out. You can zoom kind of close in to get a little detail about the surroundings that are around you. And your main goal is to drive a vehicle uh, from left to right. And this vehicle ends up having different modes of propulsion. Uh, Initially, you start with sails. So you can go up and you can launch a sail, and then you you have to kind of steer the... um, Well, first of all, you, you... let me, let me talk about the, the way it looks. It's a very desaturated uh, landscape. So the colors are kind of muted. They're kind of darker. They're browns. They're grays. When you get to something interesting, it's blue. So it really sticks out. Um, and all the things that you're going to interact with in the world are blue. Uh, so there's buttons inside your ship. Uh, one of them at the very top of the ship will basically raise the sail and kind of flip up and lock into place. You have to climb a ladder, go all the way to the top. You grab like a little latch point. You jump off and you attach it back to the back of the 
the ship. Now you have to do that every time. So every time you go to deploy the sail or bring it down or whatever, you have to go through that little ritual. That might get a little bit old, but it's still just kind of fun. Uh, and then once the sail is up, you then grab onto another little uh, point of interest right near there. And you, you're basically uh, manipulating the sail so that they catch the wind. If you don't do it right, you get not a whole lot of boost. Uh, if, you, if you get it to the sweet spot, you can see like the, uh, the little flag that tells you how strong the wind is. We'll kind of climb all the way to the top of the sail and you'll be moving as fast as you possibly can. You can also go ahead and burn items inside of the ship. It converts it over into fuel, and then uh, you, you actually burn that, and uh, you have to kind of keep track of your ship, making sure that it doesn't get too hot. Uh, so it sounds like a lot of management. And if you've listened before, you know I do not like management games. So this is not a management game, but there's a lot of like little miniature games you have to do uh, as you're running the ship. A lot of little things you have to take care of. Like if, if it overheats, you have to get the... Uh, the water uh, system working. There's like a hose. You have to turn the water on. You have to go cool down the thing. Uh, sometimes components in the ship will break uh, if you don't stop in time and you run into something that's uh, uh, you know too tall for the ship's sail. It'll smash the sh- the sail, and then you have to run up there with a, uh, a fixing cube and stand in place, and it'll do a little uh, fix animation, and the, the sail will be good again. So you, you have to do little things like that to kind of maintain your ship as you're moving. Um, every now and then you'll get to a place in the level where you have to solve a little puzzle. And it's at times like this that the game feels like limbo. Um, there's no real risk of death. So you don't have that kind of penalty that you get with limbo. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of that sort of stuff, but you are doing the same sort of thing. You're kind of climbing, you're manipulating things. You're pushing this box over here. You're hitting the switch to drop down another box. Uh, and you're just you're kind of moving over these really large uh, rooms to get to the next mode of propulsion for your craft, in most cases. Sometimes it's just to open the path to let you keep going, but a lot of times you're getting something else, like a submarine mode, um, or I think, there's a, I think there's a hot air balloon mode uh, in this game the farther you go. Uh, hmm. So yeah, so it looks great, and when you zoom really far out, you can just see everything that's going on in the background with the parallax. Uh, scrolling and just with all the detail they have in the landscapes, it's really, really uh, stunning to me. Now, this is the second game in a series. Uh, the very first game is called uh, Far Lonely Sails. I had not played it and I had not seen too much about it, uh, but I was so excited about Far Changing Tides, I had to go back. I went ahead and I picked it up, I bought it, and I started playing it, and it's great too. Um, I, so this series is, is really cool. Wow. Uh, I'm kind of late to the series. I really like it. Uh, in Lonely Sales, all the action points are red. And you can tell that, you know, uh, they really they really improved the engine. They improved all sorts of the systems. All the systems are improved uh, for changing tides. Um, so if you want to play the best first, because it's free, you go for it. Like I said, you can do it twice. Um, are the stories connected between the two games? I don't think so. There's not a whole lot of story that you get from... Uh, reading everything's kind of inferred in the in the very first game lonely sales you kind of start out at this tree there's a picture so i guess it's your dad i'm not sure you've just buried him or something like that and now you're going to go leave and kind of uh cross the desert to go i guess find more people i'm not really sure about that but that's kind of what i was getting from lonely sales uh changing tides i don't really know (laughs) i don't know what the story for this one is but it's it's all about the journey and it's all about 
Um, just these tiny little puzzles and just going from left to right. Um, as far as the achievements go, the vast majority of stuff is progression based. So as you get through this level or as you acquire this uh, upgrade for your, your ship, um, you'll get an achievement for it. Then there are some grindy achievements, things that you'll get over. Yeah, there is. Things you get over multiple playthroughs. Um, in Lonely Sales, not the game, it's in Game Pass. I think you have to play the game like three times to get the grindy achievement for distance traveled. But now each playthrough can be done in about 90 minutes. So it's it's not as horrible as it sounds. And, and by the time you have done your first playthrough, I think you know exactly what you need to do and you can kind of fly through the next two. In this game, Changing Tides, uh, you have to travel uh, a certain distance. I think their distance one is underwater. So when you get the uh, the submarine part, you have to travel 10,000 meters while submerged. Um, you can go forwards and backwards on land. I'm assuming maybe you could do that in the, in underwater too. I, I don't know. You'll probably just do it through multiple playthroughs. Um, in the new one, Changing Tides, you also have a speed run completing the game in 210 minutes. Um, people have said that's not bad after you've completed your first time through and actually their first time through, they almost made uh, it under that time. So, uh, so it shouldn't be so bad. Um, and if you want to just follow a video, if you're just about getting the achievements, you can watch a video and you could run through it, but I'm really enjoying this for, for fans of platformers, for fans of limbo. Um, I think you'll find something in this game that you really like. And it is, it's great. I'm, I'm very happy with this game. I can tell this is definitely a Nate game. <laughs> just looking at it. It kind of looks like a Kenny game. <coughs> I don't know. Why do you think it looks I mean, like There's that? a little bit of management. It's not like oh. SimCity or anything. Well, I yeah. remember... I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at that uh, YouTube video now. Actually, it looks like it's a three-hour video that I found for getting all the achievements. That's not so bad. Uh, but one of the comments says it reminds me of Inside or Limbo, and I know Kenny likes Inside. I know that much. I did really like it Inside. These kind of games, I don't, I don't love, so I never start them on my own. But but if I get pushed to play, I'll be like, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a funny switch the way it goes. You're, you're these long stretches of just traveling, where you're just managing the engine, uh, and then all of a sudden you get to this place where you you have to stop or that you kind of crash into this wall. And you have to figure out a puzzle. It's just it's mm. just nice the way they change things up like that. Now, like I said, I haven't completed it yet, but so far I'm I'm really enjoying this so much so that I went ahead and I bought the yeah, first you, one just to compare it. You are something else. I gotta give you credit. <laughs> you <laughs> will play anything. Almost. Like so, so many people lately are like, it's too easy, it's too hard, it's too scary, blah 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 blah. And just and uh I just looking at the title, like, oh, what is this? A, a water game, like a boat simulator, <laughs> right? Like, so yeah, I, I immediately a, dismissed it on the name. I had a similar sort of reaction for a different reason when I opened the game page up on TA. I, now I didn't realize that Far Changing Tides had just come out a week ago, but the, the TA score on it's high right now. It's a sixty-six hundred or so. Which immediately is one of those like it's only eight to ten hours, but is this a skill thing? It, it sounds more that it's, yeah. it's just it's got a balance with time, being that it's a yeah. game. 
Yep. Real, real quick, there's also two achievements um, in this game and then in the previous game. So in the previous game, there's an achievement for, I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but there's something that if you don't know at the start of the game, you're not going to get it in your first run. Like you need to, you need to do something. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so but you said you need to play it multiple times. You do need anyway, it. You, so. do, you need to do it. Exactly. So on your second run through, you'd be like, oh, look at that achievement. Oh, I just need to do that. Okay. And then, and do it in, in this one. There's something similar. There's, uh, there's an item that you have to, I guess, take care of. And, um, I guess you have to keep doing that throughout the travel in order for it to reach its final form, uh, and get the achievement for it. So, uh, that's kind of interesting too. Just one more thing you have to manage while you're traveling. One more interesting. Thing. Looks like this is also a window stack. You definitely didn't say that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a stack. It's, it's really interesting, all that stuff that I see. And it's also doing. Game Pass. <laughs> yes. One yeah, thing, <laughs> but I do have to ask you, Nate, oh, uh, mm-hmm. what does FAR stand for? Any interesting tidbits that you have on this on this one? <laughs> As far as I know, there there is no, there's nothing about that. It's not does not play the eighteen twelve overture. Uh, there's no rockets just flying off left and right. Um, no idea. Nice. Far. Yep. All right. Just a bad title. But yeah, far changing tides uh, is the one that's in Game Pass, and the older game that has been on sale before is Far Lonely. Sales is that right? Seems like it's far lonely yeah. sales, not lonely, as in like a singular okay. sale. Just want to make sure it I get should that be. Right. Yes, far loan sales is the old one that's not in Game Pass. But 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 there's yeah. two of them. <laughs> I'm not alone. That that one is singular. It does not have a stack. <laughs> this uh, far changing tides is a stack. Oh, there's a stack. In Game Pass. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just you looking. Do it twice. I, I know you mentioned that you purchased far loan <laughs> sales because you enjoyed changing tide uh, mm-hmm. enough to do that. And loan sales, it looks like it's a, a little less expensive. It's a fifteen dollar buy in, uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's good, I suppose. But do you feel? But you already said there's no story interconnectivity. So would you recommend loan sales? Like, was that just something you kind of did because you just really love this game, or do you feel like? You did mention their quality of life changes. Are they significant enough that maybe backburner changing tides, like put a sale tracker on loan sales and, and see if that comes up and then play through that? Or is it not significant enough a difference, like just jump in on changing tides? Yeah, I would say um, jump in on changing tides. Like <clears throat> the, the systems are a little bit, um, you know, less refined in, in the first game. Um, but you know, why spend 15 bucks if you don't have to go do this in game pass, play it. Exactly. If you really like this game, Hey, there's another game. That's a lot like it. Uh, and it goes on sale. I, I think the lowest it was in on sale was like $5 or something. So just wait till that comes back around. I just, you know, because I was reviewing this, I wanted to be able to talk about the, the original game too. And I thought I had purchased it, but I hadn't. So, um, so I don't actually purchase everything. Just you know. yeah. uh, it turns out I don't actually uh-huh. buy everything. And I thought I was thinking about buying this one. I just just most did. things. Yeah. So, so that's that's what I would say. You know, go for what's in Game Pass. If you like it, there's another game that you can wait for to hit a sale or come to Game Pass, and uh, it's car. It's, you know, it's a good one. All right. Well, in that case, I'm gonna go next. Uh, Kenny, you're I've up. been playing. 
What? You're up, Kenny. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. The game that I've been playing, and I actually streamed this uh, Friday night, is Near Automata. So, <laughs> I guess following what Nate usually does, what prompted me to play this game was the fact that it's leaving Game Pass on the 15th. Mm. Now, like I said before, like different games that like I don't ever really get into, um, this is kind of one of those. So when it comes to JRPGs, I prefer the turn-based ones rather than the third-person action adventure kind of uh, kind of games. And when it was announced last Tuesday that this game was leaving Game Pass, I kind of made mention of that in Discord. And this was one of those games where I looked at it. I'm like, this looks really cool. It got a lot of good reviews. People had a lot of good things to say about it. So it, it's always piqued my interest, but I just never really played it. And Alex R. Davies and I forget everybody, but there was a couple of people that were telling me, it's like, oh, go ahead and play it. Play it. It's really good. I really recommend it. I said, all right, I'll go ahead and stream it. Well, I streamed it, and I also played it a little bit at, uh outside a stream and I could say I am enjoying this game. Um, this is kind of like the gen- generic third person, your humanish character running around with a big sword or whatever. It, it, it's very Japanese, but the interesting thing about this game that I didn't really see coming is the gameplay does vary at times so like you start off the game and you're not fighting anyone with a giant sword you're not killing the bit these over-the-top creatures and with your swords instead it plays almost like a sky force or uh what's that neo geo game um arrow wings i think it was called uh whatever mm. when, when you're in like the like the helicopter whatever and you're basically flying to the top of the screen as Aero fighters. come by. Aero fighters, yeah. But it plays like that and then because you're like in this like spacecraft suit thing and then all of a sudden it transforms and it looks like a Gundam and now it's a twin stick shooter and I'm sitting there shooting all these other enemies and then I get to another I get to the next area and then you know it's time to fight with the giant sword and this is cool and whatnot killing these robots and you get to different parts and then it turns into a side scroller. So, you know, you're just moving left and right and you can jump and while attacking robots, it's like, Oh, okay. So it's sort of like your generic JRPG, but it has some different gameplay elements. So which I'm all for, I'm really, I'm really enjoying that part that's changing it up. Um, the story as of itself uh, Nightwolf in chat on Friday was telling me that it gets much more epic, much bigger. The game gets crazier. But as of right now, it's just some sort of human versus alien war. And the aliens have created some sort of AI robots to come attack Earth on behalf of them. And you're an android, apparently, that's trying to fight back. And that's about where I got to it. There are different things that happen in this game. So in the the first couple, four or five hours, whatever it is that I streamed. And 
looking at them, I guess you could say it's piqued my curiosity. Like it's the kind of thing where it is wild what is going on that makes me want to keep playing it, just because I want to see how this can, how this story unfolds. I know Alex was telling me that it's like a twenty hour game for your first playthrough, and I th- think if you play it all the way. It requires three playthroughs. I believe he said the first was 20 hours, the second was eight, and the third was like three hours or something like that. So I know this is going to be a game I'm going to stick with. I do want to complete it. Um, If this is the kind of game that you want to complete before it leaves Game Pass, I know that there is a cheese method of getting the getting all the achievements. Um. They were saying it takes four or five five-ish hours to get them all, but essentially, what happens in the game, whether you want to play through the whole game in total or if you just want to quickly do this cheese, uh, but eventually there is some sort of a shop that pops up, and you could just straight buy the achievements with with the in-game gold or currency or whatever it's called. Um. Apparently, you just need to save up like 200,000. Then you could just go buy all the achievements that you have, which would be nice. So all the ones that I missed going through the game, I'll just be able to straight uh, buy them instead of having to go back through and do another playthrough. The actual details of how to unlock that that shop early, I couldn't really find. I might have just missed it on DA, though. That might have just been on me. That's something you're actually... It sounds like you're actually interested in playing the game, though. Like, you can get all the achievements, but it sounds yes. like your intention is to actually, you know, see if what Wolf said is, is winds up being a similar opinion that you hold that the game gets into this sort of epic storyline. Yeah, this is, like I said, this is a game I had interest in. I look at these third-person RPG action RPGs, like, Devil May Cry or Final Fantasy, whatever, I go, this looks really cool. I bet this is a lot of fun. And then I start playing, and I go, this isn't for me, and I drop it. So with them talking about this, it's kind of pushed me to actually play this, and now I'm playing. I do want to continue it. I do want to uh, complete the story, at least for the first time. I Depending upon how much I like it, I'll do a second and third playthrough. But I at least want to complete it the once in order to get in order to beat it and then at least after the first playthrough even even if i decide to do a second or third i'll wind up just getting all the achievements through the shop just to unlock them real easy yeah i didn't realize so I, i've known near forever is a square enix published game but i didn't realize that it was developed mm-hmm. by platinum games which i you know i've played yeah and loved both bayonetta and vanquish vanquish is easily one of my you know, when they ask you for those games that not enough people played, for the longest time the answer was Vanquish, and I like, I feel like if I had known that before, I like I'm not going to charge it and play it now with a few days left before it leaves. Um, have you played Bayonetta or Vanquish, and and do you like? Have you played either of those games? I know of both okay. Bayonetta and Vanquish, but I haven't okay. played them. Uh Nier actually is probably pretty similar to Bayonetta in that you play a woman who, you know, was badass and can sit there and fight and flip and do, and use her swords and whatnot. Yeah, there's definitely a pedigree between them. So, but, uh, yeah, lessons learned, I suppose. Yeah. 
And the other neat part about this game is apparently there are uh, 26 different endings to this. What? Yeah, there's 26 different endings depending upon how you either complete the game or do different things throughout the game. So, like... It could be a something like, oh, you save... I'm, and I'm kind of assuming here. It could be something like, oh, you save this guy, so it changes the okay. ending here. Or it could be a, something as stupid as you ate this fish that was spoiled and now it killed you. Game over, uh, roll that's credits. That's a very important question, actually. I see there's an achievement for, for fishing. Did, did you access fishing in the game up to where you would play to? Yeah, you access that real early the fishing on. Fishing games are very important. We know this in the great pantheon of, of video games. A fishing mini game will move your game from <laughs> a B plus to an A minus real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I've come across it. I haven't really done anything to, with it. But Alex was actually saying that where, um. He went fishing or something, had had the fish in his inventory for a while. It actually okay. spoiled, and he went to eat it, and it even had like a little prompt of, hey, should I actually eat this? It looks like it, it's bad, and if you hit yes, it immediately kills your character. Game over. That's amazing. You got <laughs> to reload your save, which is like, that's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> and like, if I was playing for a couple of hours and I didn't save and died like oh, that. Man. I would so rage quit. <laughs> but at the same time I Break love it. It's, so, it's, uh, it's such a interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was near automata. I know it's been a couple games in a series. So, maybe this might press me uh encourage me to play the others. You don't walk around with fish in your pocket at all times and just couple days later just eat it not normally all right all right uh l you have the floor now what game you want to talk about oh my old brain just remembered uh something from the last time we talked about weapons and uh i wasn't going to bring it up again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a, a certain purple weapon from Saints Row the Third. We'll we'll go there and we won't bring it back. Now, of course, of course. <laughs> so, uh, since Corey isn't here to yell at me, I'm going to be talking about uh, baby games galore because everyone oh, has told still me three other people that can yell at you. Oh, damn it! I forgot about those people. Um, you know, all my friends tell me I, I should play more and more baby games. It's interesting because we talk about the fact that you know a lot of people say gamer score is uh, you know not as important anymore. Um, but when you look at some of these games, I have a good number of people on my friends list that still play them, so they are still a thing. Uh, for example, there's a brand new Radalika game. Uh, called Moto Rotor MC. It is a little rally racer game, but there is zero skill required. The only way to get achievements is by starting a race in each of the levels. So it's really ridiculous achievement list. Wow. Yeah. I mean, these things are still pumping out. $6, $7. And I have 20 friends who beat them. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see who's still playing these games. 
Well, I mean, every single one has like a thousand plus starters on it, so I just make money. I'm curious, yeah. and, and this isn't the it's time to research that, obviously, but I'm curious if you go back to the earlier wave of Radalika games when it first became clear they were releasing these sort of gamer score, uh, easy gamer score titles. There's probably a larger amount of your friends list that was playing them, and it's probably tapered over time. I would guess that the 20 people on your list still playing them are people like that are very high gamer score folks anyway, or people who came to this fairly recently, and so they're trying to build up their gamer score quick. I think a lot of the people who enjoy gamer score but uh, kind of tired of these things, that you'll probably notice that they've fallen off your list of people who've played the games by now. All right, well, I just did research on everyone's favorite rat, Iron Snout. <laughs> and I came out in 2019, and I have 115 friends who completed that game. <laughs> so. I wonder how much the real best rat I like the game has. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what this is. A hero in the garden. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Full Blast has 11,000. Really? You have 11,000 friends who have completed that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I was just looking at how many people have completed full last. 11,000? Hey, Iron Snout is only 6,000. So interesting. Yeah, full blast was in the first wave. And it's still one of the best. All right. Moving on to some non-rats. Uh, I played... Still easy baby games. I played a chili dog game, Whiskey Mafia, Frank's Story which is a very minimalist game. It's story-driven. You play as a mailman uh, set in the 1920s. And at first, you're just going around delivering mail. You're like, what is this crap? And then if you pay attention to the story, like I actually did, there's some wild stuff going on. I don't want to spoil too much for the... I don't know. No one's going to read it. But basically, you wind up getting involved in... (laughs) You can wind up getting involved in all random crimes. And it's just wild, wild game. Uh, you open up a bar, and there's a bartending mini game, and that's the one part of the game I really didn't like. It's just kind of a time waster, but it can be finished in like a half an hour. But I like the easy games where I could read a nice little story. I actually want to play the other Whiskey Mafia game, Leo's Family, just based on the story, which is quite crazy of me, but it's it's what I want to do now. Uh, one thing I did want to mention a couple weeks ago that I've there's obviously a rash of all these new easy games, and they're definitely coming from all over the world. But a lot of these translations are just so bad, and they're really good stories, but they're just marred down by not just spelling errors, but just missing words and just ah, oh, just bad. It's just fascinating that no one could find someone that could speak English. I would do it for free. Let me do it. I'll do it. Give me a free copy of the game. Uh, he will. Me. Yeah, I'll do it. And he would enjoy it. I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll do it for a chili dog. Chili dog. <laughs> just give me. Give me the game. <laughs> give me the game, and I'll do it for you. Uh, but I like that one. But there's not much to it. I would recommend it though if you could find it on sale. It's a five dollar game. Uh, but there was one I really wanted to talk about in a different game called Duck Life Battle. And unlike most of the easy games we've played, this this one is uh, like a four-hour game. Uh, This is interesting because it's kind of like Baby's First Pokemon. That might get your attention. 
Uh, basically, Pokemon? basically, yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, you go around and you're you're a duck and you fight other ducks and you get different weapons and armor. But the battles, you don't even you don't really control the battles. They go automatically. So if you have better stuff, you're probably going to win. Uh, the only thing you control is if you're going to do a special move, a little prompt comes up to hit A at the right moment, and there you go. But in between these battles are the real meat of the game, are the mini games. Uh, there's like 25 different mini games in which you earn your stats. So in the first town, you can get up to level 20 in five different stats, like speed, defense, power, etc. And you level up your fighting by doing these mini games. So my kids found this uh, fun, and they helped me with this stuff. Much to Noth's chagrin, yes, they were playing on my tag. But uh, and when you say they, <laughs> it is, is fun. Is this in the sort of single player, pass the controller, you take a turn sort of way. Ye- ye- yes, okay. yes. Unfortunately, there's no co-op. Otherwise, I would have made you play it. Come on, Michelle. True. But uh. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about this game, but if you have it, if you have kids, it's it's wonderful. You can the first thing you do right away is you're creating a duck, uh, <laughs> so you, you're giving it different colors, different hairstyles. They kind of look like Angry Birds a little bit. You just battle all over but the can place. You race your ducky. <laughs> you can't fish. You can't pet your fish. Or dog, or whatever else. 0.5 out of 5. Now for the... Alright, I'm going to rate a 0.5 just for you. I know you had mentioned that this this was a little longer, right? It's a 3 to 4 hour uh, game. Yes. Did, Don't look at my time. I, I wasn't going to ask any hour. questions about your time. I was <laughs> going Because we already know. Like, we don't need to rehash. It's been 189 episodes of that. But... What, <laughs> did you have to complete any but like i can't imagine like it when you say baby's first pokemon is this meant to be finished in three to four um, hours or the achievement list really only takes you through sort of the first three to four hours and there's more content beyond that oh that is a good question michelle i'm glad you asked um the entirety of the game is is the achievement list so you do have to beat the, the final duck the final boss and gain 100 levels in all your stats. So the achievement list is actually pretty good in, in that uh, in that way. Thank you for asking. Uh, there is a walkthrough on TA for those who might need such a thing. And it's actually pretty helpful <laughs> because it just gives you a little um, to use Nate's favorite word, goalposts. So you go to the first town, get to level 20, fight these guys. And he suggests certain ducks to leave behind and save to get uh, achievements later, such as complete uh, kill a duck. Or oh, sorry, you don't kill ducks. Defeat a duck uh, in one blow. And there's pictures and all kinds of stuff. So if you're really bad at games, you have all the pictures here. <laughs> I see there. I don't know. There's just something lately about. I, I find this. These are the types of games I like to play while watching something in the background. I see there are th- something relaxing about three it. achievements marked as missable. 
which is surprising in a three to four hour game. Do you have a sense of what they are or if there's anything to look out for with that? I mean, I used the walkthrough, so of course not. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what they are? Um, let's see here. Well, there's... Winning a battle dressed as a watermelon, <laughs> no weapons or clothes, and as a, with a dragon. Okay, thank you. Uh, the watermelon one is... Like, if you don't look at the achievement list and you want to come back later, then yes, they're missable. But if you know it's an achievement, you'll get it. I guess that makes sense, right? Is there is there like... So the shop sells armor and you buy the watermelon one. And you get the achievement. Is there a point of no the, return? Like, if you got the watermelon armor, you couldn't just, like, equip it after you finish the last no. battle? I, I, no, you, you're, you get a fast travel and you can go to any of the places at any time. So I don't know about that one. And the other one? The dragon one. Yeah, go ahead. I want to say yes, because the enemies you fight <laughs> are finite. Unless you're doing a tournament. So in the tournament, you're fighting three in a row. But for some reason, when you win a battle with a dragon in the tournament, the achievement did not unlock. So I had to beat one of the patrolling ducks around. Okay. But you, but once you beat that duck once, you cannot fight them again. So that one, I can see being missable. So I would look out for that one. But this is another one. If you miss it and you know what you're doing, you can probably... But come on, who who... Doesn't want to play a game where you win a battle just as a watermelon, or na- or or naked, and a, and a game for kids achievement called nudist. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't want to do that. All right then, <laughs> and that's a uh, duck battle, duck life battle story, and there is another duck life game uh, called Duck Life Adventure, which is an eight to ten hour action-adventure game, so that's interesting. I might have to check that out as well. More on that next week, apparently. <laughs> nah, it's $8. Never mind. Psh, psh. Nope, never mind. $8 eight eight hours. <laughs> it's just too much of everything. No way. Forget it. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's go to you, Michelle. What game do you want to talk about? I am going to talk about a 3D Metroidvania called Recompile. So... Um, mm. last month I, I participate in better completions matter. And last month was the lovebirds challenge where you get randomly paired with somebody. And I was paired with EOJ, uh, which is difficult because EOJ is a bit of a completionist. So it's kind of hard to figure out what he's cool with playing and, uh, finding anything that he might have one or two achievements left and is impossible. So we had agreed on a couple games to play and recompile was one of them. So as I noted, it's, uh, it's a Metroidvania, and it's 3D, which is weird to me because I'm one of those folks that has a really hard time accepting three dimensions in my Metroidvanias. And I really want to talk about it, actually, because it's been brought up in the Vayner chat in Discord quite a bit, and generally with negative impressions of the game. So I want to acknowledge those negative impressions. It is not a perfect game by any means, but I enjoyed it. In Recompile, you played as a virus, which has been uh, inserted into this long dormant supercomputer so that you can reawaken it and discover kind of the secrets in the story held within. Uh, It is a little tricky to navigate the game at the beginning. You don't even begin with a jump. So the very first power up you find is a jump. But I think where 
Mm. Most people wind up disliking the game, understandably, is especially early on, moving around is cumbersome. There are lots of platforms with no uh, no net underneath. So there's a lot of falling off things to your doom and then restarting <laughs> someplace. But the game does have fairly frequent checkpoints and things like that. And you do have health. So it's not that you lose straight out when you fall in one of these situations. But the further into the game you go, you get upgrades in different uh, um categories so you get movement upgrades you get hacking upgrades and you get um offensive upgrades and the movement upgrades really change the gameplay you not only get a double jump but you eventually get a glide and you get a sort of a rocket booster that really lets you kind of fly around the levels so like looking at the game as a whole once i got through it i really for the most part enjoyed recompile i wouldn't sit here and say it was like a four star five star game or whatever but it i enjoyed my eight hours or so with it however long it took and i enjoyed exploring the areas it's not a particularly large game so i was able to find all the different lore bits on my own the story of the game is not told uh it's not told throughout the game it's mostly told through logs that you find throughout the game and these are collectibles you need to get for all the achievements but i as a game pass game I, I really enjoyed it. Like I had a good time with my eight hours, but mm-hmm. I would encourage so, and I completely understand why people don't like recompile, but I encourage people who are early on to give it a little more time until you at least get a couple of those movement upgrades before completely abandoning it. It's only an eight hour game. So give it that, that little bit of time and find those upgrades before you decide to put it aside. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing this on not E3, one of the ID at Xbox things. I can't remember which one exactly it was, and it looked it looked fun. It looked it definitely looked different enough to where it stood out. And I remember seeing you know the bright lights of your character and whatnot, the dark world, and it was one of those ones that did stand out to me. Yeah, I think when all was said and done with recompile, I. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the experience of the story and how you learn what happened. And again, need to highlight the movements really important. And the, the more that the, the more update upgrades you get to that, the better the gameplay feels. It still never really ascends to upper echelon, but it's, it's certainly like, like I didn't feel like I wasted my time there. Uh, Recompile also has multiple endings uh, the, the way that the game world is set up, there's a hub area and then there are several different areas you go into of the supercomputer to inject the virus or whatnot. Interesting. And uh, dep- once you get to the final part of the game, depending on which one of those areas you have the most logs for, it triggers different endings. So even that was kind of interesting to see the way that those those endings were realized. But if you're going through and just mashing through the logs, you're not paying attention. None of that's really going to register for you. So there's not that much. These aren't like Mass Effect style, like book logs. Most of them are pretty short. So give them a read. I I think it really helps fill everything in and makes it an overall better experience. Yeah. All right. I got cool. questions. Okay. So you said you don't really like or can't accept 3D games as Vayner's. Mm-hmm. We won't get into that as a, as a broad uh, topic right now, but 
once you were done with it, did you say to yourself, this is a Metroidvania? And like, was there a map or something that brought it all together? Yeah, like like you said, it's it's a whole other discussion. I, I still feel like yeah. stylistically and aesthetically, that 2D presentation, the, the way the map is laid out, like that's all so intrinsic to Metroidvania titles to me that even playing through recompile and understanding how it functions like a metroidvania it like if you sort of start accepting those sorts of 3d games like it really broadens what a metroidvania is right then you can really start making arguments for things like um darksiders right because you go through you get a double jump you have to use powers to access previously inaccessible areas so i i I feel like if we broaden it that way, or if it is broadened that way, it sort of opens up the door to a lot, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's just, it's a little different, but I'm not, I'm not trying to make the argument one way or the other. This is just me in my head and how I feel about it. But this is really also the, other than the Batman Arkham games, this is really the first one. Like I, forgive me, but I've never played Metroid Prime, which is obviously sort of the, the one that people point to when they talk about yeah clearly this can exist so uh i don't have that much experience with the 3d metroidvanias either okay cool all right um okay well if that that does it for the game showcase let's get into some sales uh michelle you're up first i really just wanted to keep talking so i know we have got to do this better (laughs) That's okay. I, better. Can, I can take a break for a while after this. So I want to go ahead and recommend Color Symphony 2, which I honestly did not know anything about before it was on sale this week and uh, may have been on sale previously. I'll defer to Kush and his encyclopedic knowledge of sales about that. It is currently $1.99 down from $9.99. It's a platformer. From the little bit I could glean from the game, it um I noticed right away that on of my friends, it's been completed by people like Play Ultimate and Awoo and Waka, which leads me to believe this is probably a difficult platformer. I, <laughs> I noticed also the the review yep. uh, on TA, the top review that's on the game page says restart, restart, damn it, restart, almost nearly damn it, <laughs> which probably tells you a lot of what you need to know. And and typically I enjoy those games. I'm not particularly good at them, but I have a good time with them anyway so this seems interesting to me especially at that price point uh and then you know i'd really love to recommend harvest moon light of hope it's on sale this week it's half off but it's super hard to do that when stardew valley is the thing that does the harvest moon thing better and is also on sale this week so if you're going to get a game in that line get stardew valley but you know you don't need to purchase stardew valley at the moment you probably have access to it so um that was it for me all right, uh, L. All right, my day has come. Oh boy, Artbox games are on sale this week. I'm so excited! Yay, Yay. another Endless Fables game, Michelle. Are you excited? I am excited. I, I like the Artifacts games. They're good palate cleansers between other bigger projects. Yeah, that is a good way to describe them. So, Endless Fables: Shadow Within and Demon Hunter: Riddles of Light are 374 down from $15. So grab those while you can, because these sales don't come around too often, sadly. And there's the Marvelous Journeys bundle for $9 that has three games. Eventide 2, 
Sorcerer's Mirror, Modern Tales, Age of Invention, and Persian Knights, Sands of Wonders. I guess I never realized how many <laughs> all the games have uh, basically two words followed by a colon and two more words. <laughs> I think we're also getting to a point uh, where there have been so many artifacts titles released. I know some time ago when they did these sales, I would always look at it and go, oh, I already have one of these. Like, I don't know if I want to buy the bundle, but there are just so many now that these bundles are, all right, that's all new to me. Cool. Just give it time. We'll eventually buy them all. Well, then they do those annoying bundles. They're like one from this series, Mm -hmm. one from this series, the middle one from this series. And then, then they do the, the queen's quest series, which is all three of those, but I've already got it because I got the, the royalty bundle. <laughs> uh, so, so I've already got Queen's Quest 2. Well, so, this yeah. is where you have to it's hard math, to keep right? So it's $9 for the bundle. The games are normally 15 a piece. So even if you're rebuying one, you're, you're still... And this is... Yeah. This is where Steam kicks Xbox's butt. In that when you buy a bundle on Steam... Oh, you've already got this game, which is part of the bundle. Therefore, it will reduce the price by a third. Really? 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 Oh, yeah. Wow, wow, I've never heard of that. That's amazing. I mean, maybe I had a really nice dream and I made that all up, <laughs> but I am certain that that's a true thing. A steam dream. If not, Somebody correct us. If not, Microsoft, contact me. I've got a killer idea for you. Man, if that's for real. Change everything. Or if you've already got it, just give me a code for that one game and right. then I can give that to somebody else. You know, that sort of stuff. But sorry, this is not the time. Right. <laughs> um, yes, that did come up in the chat. A lot of people had bought, for example, the Inventai Trilogy bundle. So now they're stuck with an extra one. But yes, if you only had, even if you only needed two of them, it's, they're still four fifty each instead of 15 as you were alluding to, Michelle. So that uh, still worth it. And also the Glass Masquerade double pack is on sale for six fifty nine. Good games. Another perfect palette that, cleanser type. Of game. course. That of course yes. is Glass Masquerade and Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions, which sounds like an artifacts game. Um but yeah, it's six fifty nine, normally twenty two dollars, so that's quite a savings mm-hmm. in their own right. And last but not least is Back for Blood Ultimate Ado. Who put this here? <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> it was you. Oh Back for Blood. We're almost done with that. Damn campaign. L hates that game. Not as much as Prue. (laughs) We really at some point need to record our Thursday session just enough to hear one of Prue's rants and stick it on the podcast because it's it's so interesting. Oh my gosh. I learned a lot of things. I regret not recording that every single week. (laughs) I hate this bleep bloop game. (laughs) It's said by. (laughs) There's a lot of bleep bloops. I said that. uh, Yeah, he says it. I say it. Uh, but then we re- we try and generally get through it the second time, at least. So that's good. But yeah, on the easiest difficulty, it's way too hard. Mm-hmm. It's not a baby game. Aww. All right, and Nate, what you recommended this week? I thought I would do something different and recommend games I've actually played. Um, so let's start what off a with... novel idea. Let's start off with Double Cross. Um, this is $5 down from 20. It's a platformer. And when I say I've played it, I've spent 10 minutes in it. Uh, this is the <laughs> same developer as Dawn of Monsters, which is a game I'll be streaming this week, which kind of all led me to, oh, I should check out Double Cross. 
very briefly, from what I've gathered, it looks like it could be a very good game. It's got, uh, you know, it's got a, a, a roll move. It's got uh, this cool, like, latching ability. When you're jumping, you can latch on points and kind of propel yourself forward. It's got a combo system. Uh, you're doing... Um, uh, you're doing detective work, so you're picking up clues, and then you have to like put them in the right order, show them to the right people. Looks like it's got a lot going on for for being just a five dollar platformer. So uh, maybe digging a little deeper, maybe I will do as well. Second up, Shing! Exclamation point! Uh, it's eight dollars down from twenty. This is a beat 'em up. I have played this. It's an interesting mechanic. Uh, as you as you're fighting, you can do like your face button combos or you can use the right stick to do some combat it's kind of interesting um hmm. you know if you like beat em ups especially if you like the um what is that stabby one stabby. um stabby one <laughs> there's a stabby i think it's i think it's called yeah, shank, shank. Mm-hmm. yes shank it reminds me of shank well you know stab shank um <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of shank um, it, you know, it's an interesting little game and it's got really good TA. I'm not sure why, maybe because you have to be a little bit good or you have to play multiple times. Yeah. People don't like to play the games that they, they use for gamer score. And finally, a game that I have had for a long time because it was super cheap. The adventure pals, $4 down from 15. This is also a platformer. I really like those. And this is the same developer as the upcoming cult of the lamb. Uh, now, Cult of the Lamb uh, is like Zelda meets Binding of Isaac, and Binding of Isaac is like Zelda meets uh, Twin Stick Shooter. So this is like double Zelda <laughs> with a little bit of Twin Stick Shooter. Is Cult of the Lamb? Um, That's how that math works. <laughs> but we're not talking about Cult of the Lamb. We're talking about Adventure Pals. And Adventure Pals is a cutesy platformer. Um, the art style is nice, and uh, the humor is definitely uh, like subversive. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it looks like a kid's game, but there's some stuff going on in this game uh, in, in the first uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, my daughter came in. She goes, is that a giraffe in your backpack? I said, why, yes, it is. <laughs> what? There's a giraffe. Uh... Like, one of the first things you get is this giraffe, and he hangs out in your backpack, and you use him to grab enemies and fight them. Uh, so if that doesn't sell it for $4, I can't help you. <laughs> you should have led with that. Yeah. So this game looks crazy. Um, the platforming is interesting. Uh, it does wall jumping kind of right, so that's good. A lot of times these platformers don't do wall jumping right, and this this one right from the get-go, it, it kind of feels right. So, uh, yeah, while I say I played them, I haven't played them too much, but I did try them out to make sure I wasn't steering you wrong. I like these three. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> games with Gold, reminder, two games are available now, The Flame and the Flood on the Xbox One. And for the 360 side, is Sacred 2 Fallen Angel. If you have gold, go ahead and pick them up. Uh, Game Pass. Uh, four games that are available now. Kentucky Route Zero. Lawn Mowing Simulator. F- that's the Xbox One version. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And Young Souls. And just as a reminder, the games that are leaving... Uh, this coming Tuesday, March 15th, Near Automata, Fogs, Torchlight 3, and The Surge 2. So go ahead and finish them. Or just as a reminder, if you buy them while they're in Game Pass, you get a 20% discount. So if you don't think you're going to be able to finish it, but you want to, now's the time to grab them. 
I think we uh, mentioned it last week. I don't know that we mentioned it again this week, but near a tomato is a stack. So you can do it on the Xbox and you can do it on the PC in Game Pass and you have a few days. Yes. Let's see. And with that, let's get into Bright Camp. Take it away, Michelle. All right. I was given a really easy task this week to read off the completions milestones with <laughs> one whole person. So X Magic Monk IX has reached a new milestone of 1,350 completed games. Well done. Good job. The only person completing games. Uh, in ratio, or Gray Shark is the only person <laughs> getting the new ratio with 1.4. In streaks, Dark Lord Davis is on a 50 day achievement win streak, as are Henky XD, or also, you know, eyes crossed, mouth wide open. Sir Polygon uh, also has 50. And Logic Slayer with 100 days. Sadic with 200 days. Northern Lass with 550. El suck with six hundred days, and Prue has a measly six years. Nicely done, Prue. She sure was. Oh, Prue. In gamer score, Luke seventeen thousand. I got that with no commas. Has hit fifty thousand gamer score. Dino Man eighty seven two hundred fifty thousand gamer score. Infamous four hundred fifty thousand. Chesno, five hundred fifty thousand. Crap, that weirdo name. I did have. To, I should have read that. I had it as well. I spoke too soon. Z wave dioxide. Zwavel oxide. Uh, I think. You know who you are. Thank you for having a crazy name. Has hit six hundred thousand gamer score along with do. No, oh, geez, it was Doobie Wolf three. Doobie, oh, wow. Doobie 2-3, wow. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I know, reading is should hard. Re- I definitely should have read ahead. Show. Like, if it's got a squiggly under the name, you know you're going to have how a hard does, time. You need to... <laughs> not, how does Swabble Dioxide not have a, a squiggly under the name? I don't understand. Like, Just call him by his chemical formula. Z- Look, I, uh, nice. I added commas to help out, unlike you. <laughs> Dub D 2-3. Wow, thanks, so. <laughs> See? <laughs> 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 Enigma Gamer 77 has hit 750,000 gamer score. MDP 73, 950,000 gamer score, almost at a million. And Magic Monkai, or Monkey, <laughs> has hit 1.3 million gamer score. This Magic Monkey guy is a real thorn in our sides. It has the X's going on. We have a random capital K. What is hey, that? I can say There's his an name. I. Monk I. He's got to come into the Discord and tell us what the deal is. Speaking of him, he is now number five of the Germany Completed Games leaderboard for sports, number two for casino, and number one in Germany for party games. Awesome. Nice. Sir Polygon wow, nice. is number one in the Georgia Achievements Completion Percentage leaderboard for Windows Phone. All right. Rip. Chasing Retro that, Chief. That end game for those Windows Phone leaderboards. And Time is running. Someone's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Retro Chief is now in the top 10 of the USATA Difference leaderboard for point and click. 
Mike Pitch is in the top 100 of the T leaderboards for Windows Phone. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Another one. Mental Knight is in the top 1,000 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Music. Lucas1987 is in the top 50 of the USA Completed Games leaderboard for Role Playing. Uh, Legohead1977 is in the top 50 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Sandbox. It's Alive X is in the top 500 of the Ontario True Achievement leaderboard for Adventure. Good one, eh? Fluttery Chicken is in the top 100 of the England TA Difference leaderboard for Survival. And the main difference in England is, of course, that is correct. You drive on the wrong side of the road. Casual Exile is now in the top 20 of the TA leaderboard for Metroidvania games. And last but not least, we have Mr. Bastion Reader in the top 20 of the Max Possible Completion Percentage leaderboard for shoot 'em ups as well as Achievements 1, 20, top 20. Good job, everyone. Lots of crazy milestones this week. Yeah, that's um, very nice. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, my girl Catster, or or however you say it backwards. Catster. Red <laughs> yeah, Redstack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she just got uh, her 25th completion in uh, 100,000 TA. Thanks, of course, to me helping her out with uh, Kingdom for Keflings yesterday. <clears throat> no, I, of course, I take all the credit. Good game. No, yeah, we had a, one of those impromptu sessions last night. It was pretty fun uh, logging in 10 alts to help her put banners in her in her town. And I think they were finishing that I up wish today. Shadowlong will come back. Yeah, that, that franchise needs to come back. Come on, Ninja B. It really does. Really enjoyed that game. Both of them. But I believe she's another one that wasn't really into achievements, and now she is. I think we corrupt people. <laughs> so that's our style. But good job, everyone, this week, including you, Michelle. Thank you for coming aboard. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Was a fun record. But sorry, let's get. Th- Couldn't get my mute my, my mute button. Yes, it was great having you. There's a mute button. All right, let's. <laughs> Some of oh, us 190 episodes in. <laughs> I could find echo. <laughs> Not on this mic. Oh. All right, let's do the outro bits. Uh, if you haven't already, come check us out on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash age101. Um, tentatively, I will be streaming something on Friday. Don't exactly have a plan yet. Maybe some more deer. Maybe some. Among Us, maybe some fun. I don't really know. But if I get the chance, I will be doing that. Halo Griff Ball uh, session. Oof, or Griff Ball. That sounds like a lot of fun. And, hmm, maybe we will do yeah, that. Stay tuned to Discord for details. Sick. Yeah, we'll post something in Discord. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can send us a Twitter tweet on a Twitter, at Achievements101. Come join in, be a part of the community of Discord, discord.io slash age101. Also, be sure to follow us on YouTube at Achievement Hunting 101. All the past streams of, you know, the live panels or me streaming, Nate streaming, Corey, Chewy, whoever, and even our game reviews get posted over there. And last but not least, if you are able to, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101. 
Greatly appreciate all those that are able to support us and keep the show going. Oh, yeah. But what? if you weren't at our last live stream, you need to go check it out uh, where you can see Kenny uh, pretend that his hot chip was uh, was moldy so he didn't nah, have to nah, eat nah. it. Yeah, yeah. I did not <laughs> pretend. <laughs> That's what happened. If your if you're hot chip has is blue, <laughs> I don't think it should be right, consumed. I those pictures online and that chip is supposed to be blue. I even linked a picture and you, I don't you ignored think so. it. I, I, I'm on to your game here. Yeah, Once yeah, we have yeah. a 2022 chip, there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll need a 2022 chip. This was a 2020 chip that was open, mm-hmm. presumably for two years. Mm-hmm. I'll need something for a couple of subscriptions. <laughs> but I'm not trying to die for a couple of subscriptions. I don't know. That was, that was just my account of it. Uh, the people have to go judge for themselves. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. If I can find if I can find a 2022, 2022 chip, I will eat that. That sounds fair. Chip of the pie. All right, but with that, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Welcome back to One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List, a segment where we take a look at the achievement list for a couple of games, one that floats our boat and one that harbors our anger. What exactly makes these lists good or bad? Well, that's what we will be discussing. This is One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. I am Elroy OMJ, and I am joined today by a beautiful individual who has been likened to a stained glass window. He is Enigo Montoya. How are you doing, Elroy? <laughs> All right. I don't think I'm ever going to run out of movie references on this. Uh. <laughs> You're gonna have to dig pretty deep. We're gonna have to have a lot of sessions together, I think, before you <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Before before you uh you know, exhaust all your options. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty. There's plenty of memorable lines. So I, I think the, the the podcast recently watched that if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Is like uh, a group, I was so. actually in, in the watch party with them and nice. it was really good to revisit the movie again. There, there's no oh, yeah. such thing as watching it too many times. No, I assume it held held up well. It I mean, actually kinda... has held up very well. <laughs> it has aged incredibly yeah. well. That's cool. It's what's even worse is like when you. What's it's terrible when you watch a movie that hasn't, and you you have it built up in your mind. And for me, one a movie that was like that was uh, Goonies. I always thought that was a really cool movie when I was a kid. And then I watched. I, it was just like on somewhere where I couldn't had no other options and I was watching it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really, really bad. And, uh, yeah, Goonies was ruined for me evermore. Uh, I don't know. It was, I don't know where you stand on Goonies, but, uh, yeah, I honestly, and, I, and I'm probably going to catch some heat for this, but <laughs> well, I already said it's not a huge fan <laughs> yeah. of the movie. <laughs> oh, I just said it doesn't held up well and it's dead to me. So yeah, I think we're in the same boat on that was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun back in the day. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was sure. it was a fun, fun, fun romp when you were younger. But like you said, it's uh, it's know. not something it, that has aged particularly well. <laughs> seems like it might have 
might be canceled if I'm not mis. I don't know. Uh, sloth. I'm not sure if sloth would be allowed these days, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I can't remember what his actual disability was. So it's actually kind of funny watching some of the older movies because you know, like I find myself like my wife and I will watch we'll watch a movie and literally the first thing out of our mouths is this wouldn't fly th- these days. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's <laughs> kind of funny how many times we utter those words. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Tropic Thunder was the final final nail, and uh, uh, the the most recent. And then it was all downhill since then. You know, yeah, you, you can't get away with anything anymore. But that was the final stand, I guess. Is I mean, <laughs> Tropic Thunder? Could, could you imagine <laughs> a movie like Blazing Saddles being released? Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, and, exactly. You know this this error that you know like that we live <laughs> yeah. in. Oh yeah, you know uh, it would not be received very well at all. I know, and that, that's a shame too, because that's a funny movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which it's actually, if if you actually watch the movie, the core message that the movie is sending is actually very good. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I'm just oh gosh, now you got my mind racing. Like you probably even have people pissed off about punching the horse, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you would think, yeah, Peter would be punch all a horse. over that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's like the least offensive thing in the movie. So there you go. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, punching a horse. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Let's get rolling here. All right, so I'm up up first for the uh, the crap list. So uh, I'll just jump right into it. It's a game that we've both played. You finished it. I have not yet finished <laughs> oh, it. It's uh, yeah. It's a uh, it's a beauty by East Asia Soft. Uh, wonderful folks at East Asia and. Uh, uh, it is seven bucks, uh, released in October uh, of 2021, and it is the name of the game is Lucid Cycle. Okay, <laughs> I don't even remember playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would you? Why would you remember this game? This is probably going to give it more time than it deserves, uh, most definitely. I'm sure once you pull up the list, you'll see exactly where I'm going with this. But yeah, it is a one to two hour playthrough. It's worth uh, 63 whole tad for your efforts. Wait, I have not played this game, Elroy. Oh, I thought I saw your name on there. No, okay, never mind. I have not. not I know what I was about I'm, to say because I do not remember <laughs> okay. playing this. Well, see, that could be a, a, any host of games for. I'm just like, I don't remember playing that. And it's like, you know, I could have been last month. And it's still, it's just so many forgettable games these days that, you know, it's just, I mean, I could probably list you off a, a, a slew of games that you've played that you don't even remember. But, uh, yeah, so I apologize. That was a false accusation. <laughs> but, but, uh, How but dare you accuse now, me of playing crap? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm sure I will talk you into playing this. But no, the game itself isn't actually that bad. It's uh, If I recall, see, I don't even remember much about it. Uh, I just remember it was like a walking simulator, and you just have to go click on It's like very... It's supposed to be set like in a dream-like world, I believe. That hence the name Lucid Cycle. It's like you're dreaming, and so you just you're just like walking, and you have to like touch things that act- activates them. And as you make your way to the end of the dream or something, it's again it's worth sixty-three tad. So there you go. And uh, it's it's not a challenging game by any stretch. All the achievements are story based. You just get one for finishing each dream, and uh, that's that's that. I I made it all the way through. Uh, I got four achievements left, so yes. Oof, there I'm telling is you. A, a, 
minor, and I'm just kind of looking over the list right now, it looks like there's one redeeming factor about the list that might not make it complete garbage. Oh, yeah? Do tell? Every achievement has a number in it. Okay, well, it's funny you mention that. That's exactly where I'm going with this. So, so why bad? Okay, so the list isn't... I mean, it's just a nice, very basic list of a crap game you'll play and forget about, obviously, uh, regardless if you've played it or not. Uh, you'll forget about it a few months later. <laughs> or minutes later. <laughs> yeah, or minutes, yeah. yeah. You just move on to the next one, get your sweet 1,000 gamer score into your veins, and you know, move on over to the next one. So, But why does this one stick out? I'm a teacher. I like English, okay? I actually was a minor in English, and I, I don't really like the dumbed-down text speak, and I'm surrounded by it on a daily basis because I teach high schoolers, and that's all they use. And so they just use phonetic spellings and it's just it's just awful and their spelling is just horrendous. So call me old school. I know I'm sound like old the school. old man yell Yeah, I am old school. Well, you're I am. Up to the OMJ. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely uh, old man. Johnson is me. I am old man Johnson. I am yelling at the clouds with my fists in the air and I like proper punctuation. I'm sorry. It's just the way I roll. Now, the uh, funny thing is I recently received uh, uh, over the Christmas uh, holidays, uh, not too long ago, I received a card from a student, which was very sweet and, and all that a student went out of their way to buy me a crappy card at the dollar, tr- dollar store. But I read the card and the actual print in the card had a mistake on it. Like, seriously. Like, they had one job <laughs> to put a message inside a card, and they had it had a typo. Like, it was a verb agreement error or something. I can't even remember. It was so bad. And and, and I felt bad because I just that's all I could dwell on. I don't even really, really remember what she got me, but I just remember that spelling mistake on that, or that punctuation mistake on the card. But that brings me to this now, list. Hold so, on. Can I ask a question? I know this is about sure. achievements, but how many cards <laughs> did you receive from students at Christmas time? Only two. You received two, so fifty so percent of them yeah. were bad. Yes. Okay. But the the optimist says fifty percent of them were good. Yes. So now, yeah, how now, many students <laughs> total? Um, I have about 80 students. Now, a couple of them got me something that uh, didn't have a card. That was just the cards. But a couple of them got me little knickknacks and whatnot. So that was probably five or six, I would say. So okay. I don't know what I don't know what the average is, but uh, um, yeah. And I actually got stuff for a couple of my students. Some of my favorite students, I got probably about five or six. So there you go. So I guess it all works out. So okay. All right, fair enough. I just had to ask, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, curious. No, that's, that's a good question. Me personally, yeah, I'm I'd... honestly kind of surprised knowing, you know, I have a I have a nephew that just graduated from high school and, mm-hmm. you know, giving Christmas cards to their teachers, I don't think is really a top priority for them. Yeah. As so, I mean, yeah, so, it, was, it was very thoughtful. Yeah. It's just I wish it I wish it had a perfect punctuation at that's all. Did you correct it and <laughs> give it back? <laughs> I did point it out to her, and, said, and we, we, and then we both made fun of it. See, it was a bonding experience. We both made fun of the fact that this Dollar Tree card could not <laughs> even get punctuation right. It's so bad. And see, but, I, yeah. we we had a very similar card situation. Now, this was not with a high school student uh-huh. at, at our household. So for Halloween, what we do is we hand out candy to the neighborhood kids, but we have. Mm-hmm. 
our neighbors have two young girls, okay? And I'm going to guess their ages are seven or eight and ten and eleven, I think. Okay. Uh, you know, like in those right. ballparks. So All right. yep. what my wife yeah, and I do is, you know, like we put together like a kind of like a super Halloween bag for, you know, like mm-hmm. with, you know, like the, the full candy bars and put in like a couple of color books and stuff, you know, it's just like a little gift bag for them, you know, and so when they go out trick-or-treating, you know, we're their last stop and we just give them the bag. Well, they, they wrote us a thank you card, which they, they usually do. And one of the, <laughs> and I still laugh <laughs> about it because the oh, youngest no. one wrote her card upside down <laughs> on the card. And then oh, I guess geez. midway through writing it, she realized that she was writing it upside down <laughs> and then turned the card around and actually took the time to write, sorry, I was writing upside down. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then continued the message in the card. But my wife and I not, laugh not, about that because she, instead of just finishing it upside down, <laughs> she right? took the time to stop and correct it midway through. So I would say most of most teenagers I know, or I guess they're a little younger, but they were just scribbled like this awful looking scribble through it all, and then just you know, and then like wrote "oops" next to it or something, and then you know, right. and then just yeah, but. The fact that she <laughs> took the time to explain it—that's that's that's pretty good. Yeah, like, like we, we chuckle about it. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's a keeper card, right? It there, is a so. keeper card. We we still yep. have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, well, hopefully they use proper punctuation, and they would be appalled by this list. And so, what I have a problem with this list is is that this list is written in what is called what I appears to be leet speak. Uh, are you familiar with leet speak? Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to speak in English right now because I have <laughs> no idea what you're saying. Okay, okay. Well, leet speak, it's... I have just a surface understanding of it. And I'm sure that everybody in our audience is like, oh my God, they're so dang old. And what the... What? Like, they're just... Uh, because it's like a young person thing. But anyway, it's a... Uh, it's a language developed based because of the internet, and it uses ASCII characters in it some. And then also it uses numbers, as you can see in the list. And they, those numbers are graphically, and the characters are graphically similar to the letters of the alphabet. So the term comes from elite, like E-L-I-T-E speak, as opposed to those who don't understand it, which they call noobs. All right, so oh, noobs okay. with like two so, O's and all that. It's just, not only you know, am I a noob while gaming, I'm also a noob while yeah, noob with elite speak. Okay. Yeah, now you now <laughs> you've you've actually seen it. Have you not seen those achievements that say like one three three seven in them? Yeah, there's uh, certain I achievements. Have. Yeah, you probably wonder what the hell is this? It's that's how they write leet L E E T one three three seven because the one is the L the three is the E and you know it's it see the the letters are supposed to look like the number the numbers are supposed to look like the letters I guess is what I'm saying so and here I thought you were gonna be all hip and making fun of me for being so old and I, I can't believe that I actually. I did. I think I found the one person on this planet that actually knows less about this than me. So, oh, it's definitely me. Um, just, just to give Apparently. you an idea, you know, I pretty much like my fashion style is is probably akin to like Steve Jobs. You know, like I literally wear like the same color shirt. A cardigan every you got day. The cardigans, 
Rocking the cardigan? No, no, not the cardigan. <laughs> I just wear, like, the same color shirt every day. My wife okay. makes fun of me because I own probably, like, five shorts of the same color. Like, I just, you know, I am I am far from him. Efficient. Very efficient dresser. It, it's easy. You just wake up and just yeah, put it on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I am not him. Well, I, okay. Well, clearly neither one of us are. But if there was some kind of spectrum, maybe I'm a tad further towards uh, not being so musty than you are. I maybe it's just because I work with teenagers, and so I'm a little more familiar with leet speak or whatever. But uh, I don't know. But anyway, let's look at some of these achievements because there's 12 story related achievements, which is that's all there is in this game, and. The it like shrouds it in mystery because, uh, well, the description tells you what it is, uh, and the the title of the achievement is just a bunch of garbage. Like, like for example, dream m u s h eight r t. How is that mushroom forest out of mush eight r t? I don't see it at all. I don't get it. Now, a couple of them I do kind of understand, like like Dream H4OU7S3E, Dream of Three Houses. I see the word house in there, but I don't understand why there's these extra letters in there. See, I don't know much, I guess, about it. And so, like, there's very few of them that actually make sense to me. And there's actually a leak complete translators online that you can punch it in. So I punched a few in there and it came out in the, the same on the other end. So <laughs> they don't even know what this, they don't even understand what the hell this is. Like, Google there's only like not even helping at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's only like a couple that I kind of see like dream S seven T a one zero one O N, which is like station. And then there's one for ballroom that's kind of close, B-A-3-L-R-0-0-M, and the, Office. Yeah, the Office, office works. one, I was going to say, that one. Yeah, Office works, uh, O-7-7-I-C-E for Office. Now, that one actually makes sense. I get that one. That's that's pretty, you know, and then Canyon is kind of close. I don't understand why that one is in there. Yeah, they well, should... the same thing with Cave. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like Cavey. Yeah, Cable. put in the extra yeah. ones for... Yeah. It seemed like it would have made more sense in Canyon to take out the O and put in a zero. Right, yeah. Like, it's just yeah. random. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, and so uh, I'll just very simply put, I ate this list. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's my my official take on the achievement list for this. I just, I just couldn't get past the stupid numbering and lettering system, but... But like you said, there are numbers in the achievements. Yeah, so there are there's, certain there's value contests. there for you know competition <laughs> purposes. <laughs> but it looks like from what you're describing, it begins and ends there. <laughs> that's that's it, the man. That's it. For, a forgettable game with an annoying achievement <laughs> right? titles. You can and, also use yeah. this for gamertag challenge at age 101 when when that gamertag comes up with numbers in it. There you go. Yeah. Man. So, there you go, man. There's a, there's numbers in each one of these freaking twelve achievements. So yep. yeah, so the game the game is Lucid Cycle. If I didn't say that enough, Lucid Cycle. And uh, so there you go. So uh, there, you, you, do you feel like you've already played it? See, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just feel less and less hip 
you know, every day. Uh, this, this now that's the that's the real is. revelation here. The real revelation is is that I actually knew more about the elite speak than you did, which is not saying much. Right. Uh, I guess shoot. I'm, uh, just officially <laughs> the really old now. I mean, I know I find that I don't know why I find that so funny because I just was convinced that I would be the idiot here. Well, not that you're an idiot, but I would be the one no. that would just be like, I have no idea what you're, you know, and you'd be like, Oh, yeah, right. Don't maybe... you under don't you understand? It's so simple, and this and. No, and you're like... <laughs> maybe out of touch. Not an idiot, but maybe out of touch. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, my nephew comes over, you know, from time to time, and he, <laughs> he, he is a Call of Duty junkie, and uh, it's literally... Uh, I'll like, listen to him when he's in these yeah. matches, huh? and I feel like I need a translator half the time. Oh, I understand. I understand completely. Because I'm yeah. like, what are some of these words that he's using? Like, I, oh, I yeah. have no idea. Um, they just... They just Throw random letters. I don't know. We're really, we are really sounding old on this. Yeah, one. We, we better really stop. are. We, we really better stop are. while we're ahead. Yeah. Because I think we've lost every single person under the age of uh, 39 gotta, at this point. we got to wrap this up <laughs> so I can go skateboarding or something. Okay? <laughs> That's yeah, right. So. <laughs> Let's blast through this, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I honestly don't want to talk about this list anymore, so why don't you uh, wash it out of our mouth with uh, something a little better here? Okay, so we're going to be around Valentine's Day, so you know what better time than to, to, the, than to talk about a game called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, okay, okay. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. I remember this game. I've seen... It was... Uh, I saw this for years at PAX before it actually was released uh, on the Xbox. And, really? Uh, yeah, it was there. Like they, the whoever. Let's see, I'm looking. I can't remember. Yeah, you know, I guess it was Asteroid Base. I don't know. Uh, but they had a booth at PAX and they were showcasing this game and and uh, I saw it there. You and, are correct. It, it is Asteroid Base is the developer and the publisher. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is a shmup. And this was released in 2015. If I'm not mistaken, this may have been a Games with Gold. Very early on in the Games with Gold program. And, Sounds about right, yeah. And it is... It's actually... Not only is it a good game, I feel like it has a very good achievement list. Okay. The achievement list is, is really not taxing. Do not let the TA on this game scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, TA has it listed as an 8-10 to 10 hour game, which is probably generous. I would realistically probably expect 15 hours in this game. This game really caters to the couch co-op enthusiast. Okay. Well, I, I kind of had a question on that right off the top. Sure. Which is... I'm looking at, uh, you know me, I like to talk genres, and uh, I'm actually interested in a certain genre besides beat-em-up, which is the party genre. How is this not a party game? You know, that that's a very good question, because mm-hmm. this game was purely designed to play couch co-op. Like, playing, right. it, playing it solo yeah. is not a good experience, nor are you going to have much success. Okay? Mm-hmm. You really need to have, uh, you know, like that that wing person with you, you know, riding shotgun and, and kind of covering your six throughout the whole thing. And it, it mm-hmm. makes it a very, very enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's uh, like Overcooked. Overcooked in he, space. He, that's, yes, <laughs> this is one of those, those schmucks where you, you definitely want to take somebody along. 
if I'm not mistaken, it, there's, it does not have online capability, so you will have to play a couch co-op. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea, you know, my nephew and I ended up playing through this game, you know, a few years ago, back in 2018, and we enjoyed every minute of it. We we just had a blast. You know, there's communication. You know, hey, go get on this gun. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and you're you're literally you know floating your spaceship around, and you're it, it it's got kind of a little bit of an open world type feel to it. Not completely, but as you go around the map, you will encounter bosses. You know, in certain areas and, and such. And that's how the achievements are structured. You know, you you have achievements for for beating the bosses. I sure thought one of the I sure thought one of the bosses' uh, names was Cletus, but it was Cetus or Cetus or something. I, uh, I, I was got excited for or Cepheus. There's a, a C E T. Oh, I'm sorry, it's C three seven U five. Whoa! It's been a little while since I played that. I don't remember that boss. Uh, no, that was that was Leet speak. It's oh. C E T. You son of a! I see what you just said. And this is me not being hip again. Uh, I totally whipped on that one. I, I'm officially like, not what? cool, everybody. So you know, don't be caught dead talking to me. You know, I'll, I'll probably ruin your image too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, good deal, good deal. Uh, yeah, and uh, lovers in a dangerous space time. I just thought I'd say the name of the game again. Absolutely, thank you. I was actually just about to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. yes. Uh, but again, like you said, there's achievements for beating the bosses in a certain way, which can make things interesting. Can make it, you know. Again, it's it's not overly difficult. I I like to tell people don't let that that ratio scare you on this game. If you mm-hmm. have, you know, a, a a definitely a, a moderately capable couch co-op partner, you will have a very good time with this game. And you really don't have to go out of your way for many of the achievements. You can just play the game, which is nice. And anything you do miss off of the achievements, you know, it, it's very easy to jump back in and, and go get them. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, finishing the level without taking damage. You know, like, there, there, there's a couple you want to watch out for. You know, like, you play through the campaign without using any gems. You know, gems give your ship powers and stuff like that. So, a couple of different alternate ways to experience the game. And, again, like I said, it's just enjoyable. It's not a taxing achievement list. It's actually a very enjoyable one. Again, nothing too outlandish where they want you to, you know, go seriously level like Gears of War or anything like that. That's not a thing. Again, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, it's, like I said well-rounded achievement list in my personal opinion because you beat the bosses and then you know maybe you have to beat them in a certain fashion you know like uh, just for example like one of them you, the boss's head has to be underwater when you kill him you know so yeah i saw that yeah. yeah so you know again easy to kind of look out for and not too hard to execute either so yeah well that's cool so that's uh, uh yeah then none of them are marked as missable so that's yep that's that's good no, none of them are missable um again a couple of story related a couple of you know buy a few things buy a few upgrades stuff like that there, there's an achievement you know that kind of gives you an idea finish a level after removing all fog of war because that, that's what you do as you're you know as you're flying through the galaxy right it removes the fog uh, from the area as you travel through it, so it'll expose the map a little bit. 
and you can kind of see where you need to go at that point, hmm. you know, to get to your boss or whatever. So, it, it, and it's, right. like I said, it, it, it's fun. I think you'll have a good time. Put it in perspective. I think when my nephew put, when, when we went through it, I think he was like 14 years old. He didn't struggle with the game or anything. He had a lot of fun playing it. That's cool. So, and again, I, I know there's a large contingency of people that really enjoy couch co-op games. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely put this on the list because, again, good achievement list, fun times, nothing to really complain about. And also, I, it, it's got a rating on TA. It's a 3.32 rating. So I, I don't see that as being overly uh, negative towards the game. Yeah, I see uh, uh, several f- friends have finished it, so it uh, looks like uh, Jimbot got the completion, so it can't be too hard. <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, Wakapil has, has got the achievement, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, has I'm finished sure he, it. He's yep. probably finished first one to do it, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, <laughs> Big L has completed it. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I, it, I, now... It, I that, noticed Matriarch is right behind him on that list of on my list anyway, so I'm sure that was probably uh yes. well you say you said you can't like there you go, that's a good question. So can hypothetically you have two different profiles at the same time, even if like if you're actually on the same couch together or is it just on one one tag? You know what? That that is a question I cannot answer because mm-hmm. we were playing it, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we just had a guest sign in. Mm, okay. Oh, hold on. Matrock did post in the forums. Apparently, uh, she had said that they were playing four-player co-op, and every achievement has popped for every profile. Wow. So, four-player. I thought it was just two-player max. So, you can even get four players on this, and this is not a party game? Yeah, you can absolutely have four players. I do know that, because the way the ship is set up, there are four stations. Because if you play with only two players, you have to bounce around the ship from time to time and, you know, maybe get on a different gun. Is it uh, is it more it's like more enemies if you have four players or is it still the same experience? It's just easier. I think it is the same experience. Oh, well, that's cool. I never played it solo. So ideally, you'd have yeah, ideally you'd have like four players and just knock it out real quick. Yeah, and I actually, I it's been a while since I've played this, but I want to say you have to have at least two players because I think I started it with just having a second controller fired up and was not having any luck with it at all. <laughs> um, no success. We'll, we'll leave okay. it to that. Try to man, you know, both controllers. Because like I said, the, the game, you need to be active, you know, with at least both accounts. Cool. I may have to, I may have to try this one out. Uh, it is really good for the contest that shall not be named. It is a fantastic game for the contest that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you, you, you can bag 2,600 TAD off of it in 10 to 12 hours. So it's going to be a very good net return if you're into the TA, you know, the TA, TAD thing. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you have a second job that demands such, absolutely. Absolutely, if you're working that part-time gig. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, shoot. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess... Uh, Folks can let us know if they uh, know less about Leet Speak and uh, if they have any wonderful things to add to lovers in a dangerous space time. Did I say that right? You um, did. Danger. And can we just say how awesome the name of the game is? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Much, much cooler than Lucid Cycle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this little stupid letters and right. numbers. Yeah. Ugh. Back in my day. <laughs> So, all right. Well, Inigo, 
I appreciate you, uh, as always. Thank, thank you for having me, Elroy, as always. Uh, yeah, always appreciate the time spent on here and uh, hoping that I'm improving uh, with each and every uh, iteration that we, we run. There you go. I, hey, that's the way they roll, man. Right? So, so do you think Inigo has been improving? Let us know in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, let us know. I, I do take constructive criticism very well. <laughs> I will not rip your arms off. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, he was the one that made fun of Red Dead Redemption. I did. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's it. So thanks to everyone for listening. Y'all take care. See ya. And as I was saying, all major battles in history were won by throwing giant boulders down a hill. Napoleon, what did I just say? How would you defeat the British? Uh, uh, eh bien, une artillerie très mobile, combinée à des manœuvres qui placent mon ennemi dans une position défavorable. No! You use a giant boulder! How many times must I explain this? Hello, I'm Waka Pale, and out of G-Task, after a massive score spike in the final 16 hours of the period, coupled with unexpected TA decay, proved too much for me. If you are still in the contest and want a fun 4000 TAD, I have a suggestion for you. I did have some expectations for the Once Upon a Time Games with Gold title Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break, and I'm happy to say it exceeded those expectations. I enjoyed it so much that I upon completion started and completed its predecessor, Rock of Ages 2 Bigger and Bolder, which has a by far easier and less time-consuming achievement list with a measly 1.9 TA ratio compared to Rock of Ages 3's ratio of almost 5. Unless you need TAD fast, I'd recommend starting with Rock of Ages 2, as I have not yet tried one, but you can complete 2's achievement list by just mainlining the story mode and not bother with the extra modes. Rock of Ages 3 is more or less the same game as 2, but with better visuals and streamlined level design. It also requires you to play all of its single player content to get all of its achievements, contrary to 2 where you just have to do the story missions. There's also an online mode with some very high ratio achievements attached to it, but the funny thing is you can just semi-idle an achievement level against an AI that cannot win for around 3 hours to get more than 1000 TAD with very little effort. I found Rock of Ages 3's levels not as fun as 2's, but they were much easier to navigate and much cleaner than the visually busy levels from Rock of Ages 2. Rock of Ages 2 and 3 are by no means perfect, but its unique mix of tower defense and physics-heavy ball-rolling obstacle courses is a delight framed by medieval painting art style, often described as Monty Python-esque, and features nonsensical stories. In Rock of Ages 2, you play as Atlas, who would like to rest his shoulders after carrying around the world, but God won't let him. Atlas eventually does a runner, with God chasing after him throughout the game. Rock of Ages 3 stars Homer's friend Elpenor from the ancient Greek poem The Odyssey, after Homer is accidentally crushed while fighting the Cyclops Polyphemus. Elpenor escapes with the rest of the crew, but Polyphemus is injured and goes to Daddy Poseidon, who semi-accidentally curses Homer's former crew to travel to time, fighting historical and fictional characters by rolling giant rocks at their castles, or raise other boulders on obstacle courses. 
Among the likes of Genghis Khan, Queen Elizabeth and Rasputin, you also fight Krampus and Monkey Christ, the game's take on the famously botched restoration job of a painting portraying Jesus Christ. I really enjoyed both games' very silly cutscenes. For some reason I found Atlas meeting Vincent van Gogh especially amusing. In the game's main mode, which they simply call War, each side has a castle on the opposite side of each other on a map, usually a long corridor or ridge, and you collect gold, which you can use to build obstacles for your opponents, such as walls, soldiers, elephants or cows, cows being the most effective unit to slow down boulders. While you prepare your defenses, your boulder is being prepared to roll up on your enemies, destroying their castle gates. Once the castle has been breached, you simply roll over and flatten your opponent to win the match. Rock of Ages 2, bigger and bolder, has 14 achievements worth 1000 game score and almost 1900 TA, with a time estimate of 6 to 8 hours, but I completed it in less than 5 hours directly after completing Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break, which has 21 achievements worth 1000 game score and almost 4900 TA, and a completion estimate of 12 to 15 hours. Apart from the very inflated, not really multiplayer achievements, most of the score is rather backloaded. 3 is slightly grindier than 2, and a bit more difficult, but 3 in particular has a very inflated ratio. If you didn't pick it up when it was games with gold, $30 is not an unfair asking price, but you're better off playing the second installment, which is half its price, at $15. The original Rock of Ages is a 360 arcade game with 200 game score worth 400 TA and a completion estimate of 10 to 12 hours, and it is $10. I'm tempted to start it, but I've heard it is dated and has an actual online multiplayer achievement requiring a second player. Maybe I'll go install it now. Have a nice day everyone!